1: Refresh the summer vibes with Tic Tac, and you could win a Lollapalooza VIP experience in Chicago. Visit TicTacSummer.com for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 US states and DC. 18 plus. Ends June 30th, 2024. Void in PR and where prohibited. See TicTacSummer.com for rules and free entry without UPC.
2: Well, it's a dry morning, cold morning, early January. And I'm out by the River Usk on a mini-adventure to explore a local site to me near Abergavenny, somewhere I've wanted to explore for a long time, which has a really interesting story attached to it. It's going to be fun because it's a weekday and I've got my son with me. It's his last day of the Christmas holidays.
0: Hi, hello. My
2: My son Owen. Hello, Owen. Thank you for coming with me. Oh, um,
0: it's a pleasure. It's oh. such a beautiful day. That's it is a beautiful Besides
2: day. the smell. <laughs> besides the smell, it's true. The <laughs> smell is strong. What do you think it is?
0: A septic tank.
2: <laughs> I think it's actually cow dung that's mm. been spread on the local fields Because I grew up in Somerset, a very rural county. This is quite a familiar smell to me. <laughs> the collected cow and animal poo from the animal sheds where they've been all collected over winter there's loads of it gathers and they just spread it across the fields. Hmm. So, in theory, that provides a nice fertilizer, but certainly quite, <laughs> quite a strong smell. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a sign up here saying strictly private fishing, you know, uh, dancing fish, you know. Dancing strictly
2: yeah. what? Well, you think it's a. <laughs> You're a bit of a strictly fan, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, you love it. Great. Yeah. I'm Fergus. I'm the host of the podcast, the Nature and Countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine and it's just another of our winter adventures exploring tales of the landscape i think i've got a good one today so it's a really deep winter's day not a leaf on any tree here and there's a sign what can you see oh it's leaves on trees trees. that's a holly tree okay (laughs) smarty pants so the river's flowing really strongly we had a lot of rain over christmas the river is just sort of calming down after Flooding some of these fields and some of these lowland areas. These fields though here are really closely ploughed right to the edge of the river. Personally, I don't think that's a brilliant thing to do because any bit of rainfall and it just washes some of this ploughed field straight into the river. So what do you think that is? Ooh, some animals been digging probably there. Some yeah. rabbit, I a reckon. Dog. <laughs> yeah, right to the edge of the river, this field is cultivated. Anyway, the reason we're here, Owen, and listeners, is on my map here. Can you see? I'm just showing Owen my ordnance survey map. I've spotted this funny little thing. Look at that, there's a sort of strange mound.
0: Castle Arnold.
2: Arnold. I've looked it up and the Welsh name is maybe you can help me pronounce it because you're mm. doing Welsh. Arnuft. A-R-N-A-L-L-T. Arnacht that be right?
0: I believe it's like Arnest.
2: Arnest. So Arnold <laughs> in English but don't know what's there but on the map it just looks like it says site of castle Arnacht. So we're gonna cross a little footbridge here. It's a very cute little footbridge isn't it?
0: Very narrow.
2: Very narrow and you've got it's a, like a stile at the front. Yeah so you go first Well, we're crossing. And look here these are feathers of now well, this is interesting. This is the usual. It's a kill.
0: Different colour feathers.
2: What feathers are these? We need to collect
0: these. Or what these. part of the bird are they from?
2: I think this is a duck. A duck? Uh, well look, let's take some well, of these interesting coloured feathers. They're sort of greeny. So you've green-y. kind of got yeah, go on,
0: brown to... and kind of beige near the, the bottom?
2: Near the base yeah. of the... You're right brown and beige, these are very unusual. Feathers.
0: And other feathers which are kind of a dark bluish grey and they're white, that they're kind of yeah the plume. <laughs>
2: I think this must be a duck. Yeah, so look, there's more feathers here. So I think this is a sparrowhawk attack. Well, I think that might be a mallard or something like that. I don't know though.
0: I've well, it seen... really looks like two different birds there.
2: Yeah, I think those are wing feathers that we've got, the olivey wing feathers. Oh, okay. Ah, wow, how weird. Interesting find, though. Look at these amazing trees in this world. So we've come away from the river. The footpath takes us away from the river. So I looked up Castle Arnold, and it's got a really amazing story attached to it. Because it was owned by, now you're going to have to help me with this name, Caesar Looks like Cecil, or Cecil.
0: Is it uh, kind of two L's?
2: Yeah. Caesar. C- two right?
0: L's in Welsh makes a sound.
2: Okay. So, this is the name. To, I've got a bit of paper here because I have to bring along. Syslh. Syslh ap Dunval. Dunval. Oh, no. That's cool. Wow. Syslh ap Dunval was the lord of Overgwent, which is northern Gwent. And he was a native Welsh lord. So, this is, we're talking about the 12th century. 1170s is where the action takes place that we're going to talk about today. And at that point, the Normans, who'd only conquered England 100 years before, were pushing into Wales, into what was Wales. And they were kind of building their castles. And there was lots of feuding in the Welsh borders between the Normans and the native Welsh lords. So Siser still held his castle, but in Abergavenny, which we could have walked from, except that it's all along a really busy road, and we didn't fancy that. There's a big castle, isn't there? big Norman castle.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Quite some... Well,
0: not anymore, but... uh... Well, there's ruins.
2: (laughs) There's pretty good ruins. And that was owned by the Lord of Abergavenny, someone called William de Breos. Now, William de Breos was at loggerheads with the local Welsh lords. There was constant skirmishing and raiding. Now, the weird thing is, Casteth Anna... It's not very far from Abbeyfennie, it's only like two miles. They were really close together, but to be feuding, for whatever reason, pressure was put on William, because he was the sort of senior lord in the area, to make amends to kind of... Oh look, the sheep are running away from us. One black sheep in a field of... What's of white no, sheep? there's
0: another
2: one, as well. Oh, sorry, two black sheep, well spotted. So William was put under pressure to make amends and to sort of stop all this feuding, but he had another plan in mind. On Christmas 1175, He invited Sizer, Abdunval, and several other local Welsh lords of Gwent to come for Christmas dinner and to have a sort of, come over to the castle, we'll make it all up to you, and hey guys, let's, why can't we all just get along? So Sizer did. He took his retainers and one of his sons, he left his wife and another son back at Kasteth Anna. Look, we're walking through a field of sugar beet that the sheep really like to eat in winter took the invitation, arrived Christmas Eve, 1175 and as the story goes, they entered this banquet hall, the doors were locked behind them and William de Breos and his men slaughtered Sizer, the other lords and their retainers in a bloody massacre so what do you think, that's a pretty awful thing to do terrible, dreadful isn't it I mean just, uh, look at these sugar beets they've just being gnawed by sheep everywhere sugar beets are just big kind of well, they're like massive beetroot that's full of sugar, carbohydrate, as the name suggests. And I'd
0: never have expected that.
2: Really? In the field here? That's what they yeah. often feed the sheep. They grow it and then they let the sheep into the field without harvesting it, and the sheep just gnaw it all down. Anyway, back to the story before we get uh, distracted by sugar beet. So, not only did Sizer get massacred, but there's two different versions of the story that I've found so far. One is that William immediately gathered his men and galloped to Kasteth Anolf. Another is that he'd already sent out another load of his forces to surround the castle where he captured it, burnt it to the ground and killed Sizeth's other son, Cadwallader. No one knows quite what happened to Sizeth's wife but she was killed or kidnapped. I mean, gosh, can you just imagine the awfulness of this is how to deal with your enemies, medieval style. What do you think?
0: Well, it sounds a lot like Game of Thrones, you know that one scene? Oh yeah? Where some lord who's trapped in a hall with just a few of his unarmed men and then he oh. starts of kind of steaming in. And You're talking
2: about the Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah, I wonder, I wonder. I think I have read that there's some of the inspiration for the Red Wedding might have come from this story, but it's what you might expect in Game of Thrones. Yes, in the Red Wedding, the Starks go to the phrase for a wedding and they're trapped inside and all murdered. Game of Thrones is based on medieval skullduggery. With dragons <laughs> and extra magic. Can you imagine the doors being locked behind you? And you were just thinking about eating your Christmas goose and suddenly it's your goose that's cooked. Yeah. Awful, awful sort of story. Anyway, we're gonna follow the river. It's all a bit rudimentary, some of the footpaths in this part of Monmouthshire.
0: I'm pretty sure a sheep can get over that. Dad. Yeah,
2: I think you're probably right, and I think we've got another crop here. We're really close to the main road, so what I might do is pause for a bit. How are you feeling? Are you not too cold?
0: Oh, it's lovely. It's giving me warmth and
2: strength. (laughs) It's a field of turnips. We've got a funny little dell here. Look, a funny little dell that goes down to the river. Now, can you hear that? Mm. That's a great tit singing its spring song. Yeah. That's a lorry singing its spring song. I
0: thought it might be a
2: great tit. Let's see what else we can recognise along here. What do you think that is? That's an alarm call.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Blackbird. Blackbird. There's a lot of birds in this scrubby dell. It's really interesting here. You can just tell it's a bit wilder. There's lots of catkins off the hazels. Sorry about the road noise. There goes a missile thrush, a song thrush. Lots of birds here.
0: There's a weird smell here. It kind of smells like the turnips. It's turnips,
2: yeah, you're right. How would you describe the turnip smell?
0: It's kind of almost sweet but it's (laughs) (laughs) obnoxious. Slightly sickly
2: isn't it? Sweet and sickly. Earthy, sickly smell. There's some redwings here, but you can really hear this. There's blue tits and great tits here, getting a good smell of turnips. We're just coming to earshot of now. Can you see up in the trees ahead here? I'm just going to turn around. Oh, I can see. Some nests. Yeah. Here. So completely
0: clumped together.
2: This is amazing in early January, but there are birds nesting up here, and it's um, fantastic. It's a rookery, yeah. There's lots of birds flying around. There are some nests. I don't know if they're actually laying eggs yet. I doubt it. But there's about eight or nine birds in the sky just flying around. They weren't making lots of really nice rook noises. It's really sort of, cork. Okay, climbing over the star. Well done. You're so much more nimble than I am. We're heading down towards the river again. No camping. Biohazard? What do they mean, biohazard? <laughs> what do they mean? There's lots of dead hazels here. There's
0: another funny bridge down here. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. narrow and... Uh, another
2: funny little footbridge over fiery. some water. So the river seems to be broken up into little channels. Or big channels, I should say. This is the sort of place you might see in otter. Now we're getting much more pleasant sound of the river rather than the road. There's a stream dashing down to the main river usk here. I mean, it's gambling ahead like a lamb. We're Crossing this little footbridge across a lovely little stream coming out of mini valley. It's like a rocky sort of oh, wow. cliff above us.
1: Mm. You'd never
2: know this was here just by looking at the map. It all looks flat and rather sort of uninteresting, but this has been a much more interesting walk than I
0: Just a few expect. contour lines to show these yeah. great hills. Um, it's a massive uh, wedge of stone look, and there's underneath there's a, there's a almost cover. cave.
2: I think that's a badger set. you we have a little look closer?
0: Oh. I don't want to crawl in you're not going to have cave. to crawl in, but look, there's little <laughs> diggings here. Oh, I can see. Loads
2: of diggings, so I, I think see. this is a badger set. God,
0: Incredible. That is a true cave,
2: It's like loads of little boulders, all knitted together to create one huge rock. Oh. Well, oh, I don't actually like being right underneath it, to be honest. It looks dangerous. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Let's get out from under there. That's amazing, that badger set. And there's loads of little latrines and diggings everywhere here. And this has obviously been flooded recently. As you can see, it's been flattened by flood water. And that's at least three metres higher than it is today. So we'll follow this riverside path and then I think we'll be quite close to Kasteth Annal. Look, there's something up here though. Let's just see. What's this? Oh my goodness, what is this? Look. Oh my word. A bird has been plucked here and there's blood and feathers. It's gruesome, isn't it? I don't know what... It looks like a domestic dove. It's pure white feathers, but just marred by a bit of blood. What do you think?
0: Very sad.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. You can normally tell. If it was a fox, these would be chewed off, but they're not. It's been plucked. So this has been... Oh, it's quite fresh. There's blood the everywhere.
0: Not brown, is it? It's still yeah. wet and it hasn't clotted.
2: It's another sparrowhawk kill, I think. Possibly yeah. even a goshawk. Yeah, We're up on a tree trunk here, where this has been butchered, this bird. I wonder if that's a black-headed gull, actually, that's been... Eaten.
0: it'd be interesting to go back in time and see what actually happened and what bird it was
2: yeah yeah if it was a yeah I, I,
0: it's a gull or not
2: also it'd be nice to go back in time and see well not nice to go back in time to be honest to go back and see what happened to casteth anna and size of ap dunaval
0: horrible
2: yes perhaps we don't want to go back in time but we want to kind of tell the story because it's a long time ago you think it's almost sort of 900 850 years ago
0: but then think of like generations, like well, the Roman Empire was only about 40 generations ago. And that doesn't seem like much. but it...
2: No, that's true. There's the trouble with these floods as you see all the plastic bottles and bits of shoe. And there's two whiskey bottles here. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. What do you think about this walk? What's your feelings?
0: Well, it's beautiful. The sky is blue, pink and oranges. It's
2: quite inspiring, isn't it? Yeah. And what would you normally be doing on a on a day like this?
0: Probably be uh, inside playing video games. Really? So. And how
2: is it feeling to be out rather than inside?
0: Well, it's lovely. I would say, oh yeah, video games. It's like reading a book. You get so much from it. But yeah. this is just so do you fantastic. Think... You can see the evergreens over there.
2: So what do you get from video games?
0: Well, it's really an escape from everyday life. Oh, really? Oh, and... that makes me sad. Oh, no, no. It's not that I want to. I just... Sometimes school can be quite stressful. And so... I just like... Going on the computer. Do you like entering
2: mm. these strange worlds of mm. adventure, yeah? I love it. You do love it. Well, I play mm. with you sometimes, but you're a, a far superior player to me. But
0: What do you get from reading?
2: From reading? Mm. Well, similar to the hue, actually, with computer games. Whenever I'm feeling a little bit down, if I've got a good book, I know that that's going to take me off somewhere. I think there's a nuthatch here. No, I'm loving it. Just, again, like reading a book. You know I drag you out on walks sometimes when you don't want to, but it's... I know that they do me good. I hope they do you good too. But... they do. Yeah, bless you. Oh, heron. Oh. See that? Wow. Massive bird, isn't it? I wonder what he's finding in the river and this high river. Maybe there's some minnows and things sheltering in these little back waters. Right. We are coming out into an open field and there's a bank to our left. Don't think this is part of the castle yet. We're not far away, according to the map. I don't think a lot of people use this path, you know.
0: Mm, It looks like it's just the cows.
2: Just the cows, yeah. Oh look, I see the castle.
0: I don't. You can't see it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're not going to be deeply unimpressed. There goes the heron again. Now, we've got a mound to our left. Do you think that next mound looks man-made or normal? Just natural?
0: It does look a bit man-made. Doesn't look very natural. What do you think?
2: That on the map is Casteth Anath. So that is... What
0: a fortress. (laughs) You can it look. All right, all right. There are more ramparts on these ferns.
2: (laughs) On these ferns, yeah. Well, let's walk a bit closer, but yeah, it's quite a substantial mound. It's not natural. We're going to go and stand on it. Look at this heron silhouetted against the sky just to our right.
0: I was expecting a stone,
2: at least. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. I'm sorry. It's a long time ago. But let's try and imagine what it was like. There's goldfinches going by. you see them flying? There's three, four goldfinches going by. Now, it's called Casteth, castle. But I think the Welsh didn't build many big stone castles. I think this is more like a fortified manor house, which is called a llys. Double L-Y-S. Does that sound right? Hlees. Lys. 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 Uh, Might which be clies, clies. Okay. I don't know, at least I think. We'll get a bit. So we'll there's
0: get... a kind of first raised bit here, yeah and there's then a lower
2: bit like a spur and, up a bit. and there is a stone a ruined stone barn in a funny little woodland here, just a weird little mm. beach woodland. Do you feel ready to storm a Well, I, don't I, want I to do st-
0: feel ready to storm a hill.
2: <laughs> so here okay imagine on this mound. so we're going to climb onto the top of the mound
0: it's quite flat
2: up here. Yeah, so this is where the, a, the buildings were. No. So here, Seizoll and his predecessors had their fortified manor.
0: And um, what's what up here? This so this is, is the highest
2: far. bit, yeah. So I think it was a sort of... My goodness, but I don't know. Key. feels like there was an upper bit and a lower bit. A bit like a Mott and bailey. But I haven't seen any plans of the castle. But look, there's a sort of hollow. We've driven the Red Wings out of this castle. Now look here, it's quite a big the size of a football pitch, at the top of here. Mm. So this would have been where he had his court and his manor and his farms and his. I don't know how much land he owned or.
0: Probably the enemy would attack from that way and not that way.
2: Yes, so you've got the river protecting your one side definitely, and you've got the hills of the Brecon Beacons, the Bannau Brycheiniog, to the west, and you've got the A forty to the north. So. That's the most sort of exposed part, is where the road is yeah, to the no north. No
0: soldier will be crossing the A40.
2: <laughs> and that's true. I wouldn't want to on foot.
0: No.
2: So we're right on top of Castelfranco, and now we can see the cows, who have also been on top of Castelfranco, as we can see here. There's nothing to say that this was a medieval fortified manor or chies. Well, look in the distance. We can see Sugarloaf, the pointed mountains of Sugarloaf. I really like this spot. Do you feel it now? Can you imagine? Yeah. Everyone's gone to Christmas dinner at the castle, and then suddenly you see men with flaming torches surrounding your, oh, and they storm in and they, oh.
0: Really sad.
2: <laughs> there's a rabbit. And it moves. Do you see the rabbit?
0: Oh wow! Yes. Yeah.
2: Just, did you see it? Oh, so there's, there's another. another one. Yeah. There's another rabbit out in the field there.
0: Oh yes, I see. Oh, this is
2: a good. Oh, it's nice to see rabbits. Three
0: rabbits. That's amazing.
2: Oh hello, rabbits. So rabbits. Apart from the noise of traffic, this is a lonely, odd spot. And look, you can see, you know, there's quite a serious rampart here. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's this is an oak tree that's lost the bark from... Mm-hmm. And the top is dead stag's head of... The crown is dead. Oh, that barn is so... Uh, it's evocative. Everything's a bit ruined here. So would you like to know what happened next? Yes, I'd love to Oh, look, this is interesting. It's like maybe some land has been quarried or some stone has been quarried out of here. Who knows what's underneath here? I I wonder if it's been ever excavated. Maybe there's archaeology Mm. here. Not that we're going to do any, but huge lorries roaring. Oh no, that's the train. That's the train. That's the train I used to commute to work on. Mm. Which you used to call the...
0: The Daddy Train. The Daddy Train. (laughs) I once ran down our hill.
2: Yeah, Yeah, well we can see our old house. Can you see our old house up on the hill there? Yes. We could have seen this fortress from our old house. I never thought to look. It's quite difficult to pick out that I mentioned down (laughs) here.
0: Are you that old, Dad?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to walk back along the river. So what happened next? Well, basically, the Normans seized the land of the Welsh nobles that they'd killed. But it did cause more resentment. And there were obviously descendants of some of the local lords who carried on the uprising. But William de Breos, because he'd done this terrible deed, was shunned by King John, I think it was, a couple of years later. And in some stories, ended up penniless. His wife and son starved to death in Korf Castle. Oh gosh. gosh, I think he definitely had some punishment was meted out. It's a terrible thing to do. And yeah. if you're a king, you kind of don't want your subjects at war with each other the whole time. Anyway, the long and short of it is that when you delve deeper into the story, you find that William de Breos wasn't acting purely out of... Hideous, he wasn't a totally hideous monster. He was acting out of revenge because his uncle had been killed, potentially murdered, as the stories say, by Sizer, a man called Henry FitzMiles, who, so the stories go, was either killed at Abergavenny Castle or here at Casteth Arnolf. What's a the
0: difference or? between killed and murdered?
2: Well, yeah, good one. What, I mean, with killed, the intention to kill. You could be killed in battle, yes. or you could be sort of murdered, you, know, you haven't had a chance to defend yourself, I suppose that's the
0: difference. Yeah,
2: now we peel back the layers of the story, there goes the heron again, you understand that this wasn't a one-off massacre, there was constant feuding, and murder and killing on both sides. Mm. And so there we have it, the massacre of Abergavenny Castle. Now you can read about us all over the place in Abergavenny, but what people don't do is come out to this castle, to Kasteth anal to see where the other protagonists lived. We're just heading back along the river now, it's so serene, it's nice to be away from the road. I Quite liked that mound, Castorana. I thought it was quite an impressive yeah, place. You
0: can see there once was a
2: definitely something was there once, something impressive. But for now, I think as we clamber over the flood detritus, that's it from this podcast: a tale of blood, murder, revenge, and video games from deepest Monmouthshire. Thank you, Owen.
0: Well, it was an absolute pleasure. pleasure. Oh, Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
3: Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at That's olly.com. That's O-L-L-Y Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: So that was me and my son Owen on a quest to find, well, I think he was hoping for a mighty castle in the countryside, which was actually just a barren mound. Uh, but I think once you kind of weave the stories around it. For me, it brought it to life. What really brought it to life for him, though, was when we went back to Abergavenny later that day to see the castle, which is really impressive. And um, it's still basically a Norman castle in in ruins. And to see that, yeah, this is where this terrible deed happened a good long time ago. But... We've been talking about it since, and Owen wants to come on more quests. So I'm very grateful to you, Owen, for coming along. I hope listeners out there enjoyed it. And um, I hope you guys in the studio, I'm, I'm here in the studio with producer Jack and um, Maria. Lovely to see you, Maria. It's been a few, a few weeks since we've had you in. Are you well?
3: I am well, thank you. And I very much enjoyed listening to the father-son quest.
2: Yes, yes, thank you. For, yes, it's all time for reflection on that. You've got a son, haven't you? How, I old, do. how old is your, your boy?
3: He is only five years old, so we don't get out on as many grand adventures as you do at the moment. But I want to work on it, and I think we might do Glastonbury tour this oh, that's a good Saturday.
2: One. Yeah, I wonder. I ask because it's it's sometimes difficult to get her in a way. We talked a little bit about it in the podcast about the sort of the sheer joy of video games compared to a sort of damp walk in the countryside. But I think by the end of it none of this is to my credit. It, just being out, it seemed to really lift his spirits. And I think we've been on a few more walks since. Is your boy a good outdoors man? or a-
3: um, I'd like to say absolutely 100% yes. If I'm honest, it really depends on how much I can spark his imagination. I noticed you did weave in the great story that's akin to the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. I think there's something about If you just tell a child, let's walk from A to B and don't give them a reason for it, there is a lot of kind of foot dragging. But if you can build in a game or a quest or some great stories, then... Finn definitely just lights up then. You know, in the way like dogs run to and fro, like they cover maybe like four or Double five the times the distance. Yeah, <laughs> that you do.
2: Oh, that, that is... Putting some good legwork in. I think that's a really good point. And uh, did you find that, Jack? You're a little bit younger, so you're still... As I was say,
1: bit- I, I don't have a son, no. but obviously
2: with the scouts... Yes,
1: of course. I do quite a bit of stuff like that. And I, I, it just reminds me, it's... Um, is that safe I think as soon as you get a young person out, they'll really enjoy it. It's getting them out is the thing. And I... I know with the scouts, it's always, if we go, oh, we're going on a hike or whatever, they're like, oh, oh <laughs>
2: sure, whatever. But then uh, I know one recently. I think it might be one of the worst words in the English language hike, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it right. fills me with certain dread. <laughs> I think
1: uh, they were a bit nervous about it, but we got there and like, the plan was we were getting to a place, they didn't know where the, we were starting, they had to know where they were and then we told them, you've got to get to this point or like, hey, it was basically, you've got to get back to our base in the time we've got you're in control they have the map it's down to them and we did it in a way that it's like we're not going you need to start going that way it's no you've got the map we're following you if you go wrong we're not going to tell you until it starts to become a bit of a problem how far <laughs> you've gone wrong but it's kind of your fault. and that night they just kind of got on with it they went wrong I mean, it took them about half an hour to get out of one street but <laughs> it did get to a point where i think it was pitch black where it's sort of going across a footpath in the middle of these fields started chucking it down with rain that was unexpected, <laughs> like heavy, heavy rain. The fields were just bogs. But they were all just having a great time. And I think if we had said, oh, we're going to go for a hike, it's going to be really boggy, you're going to get absolutely soaked, it's whatever, they're going to get no chance, I'm not, I'm not coming. But as soon as they're out, they're like, they were loving it. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy just that change of opinion.
2: Mm, yeah. Um, State of mind is everything. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. I bet your heart was sinking there when that rain came down. Yeah. There was a, sli- <laughs> <for all these. laughs> There's a slight thing of like, oh, it's
1: chucking it down. It's dark. We're in the middle of a load of fields. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got loads of young children in my care. Yes. It, it was the first time like, I don't normally get nervous about like sort of looking after a load of young children. But at that point, I was like, okay, now <laughs> this is kind of weird. This is tricky. It's slightly tense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Amazing, amazing. Well, I I take my hat off to you for taking on that responsibility. I can barely
1: corral one. (laughs) It's all about looking like you're in control and calm. Inside you can be. (laughs) You do a very good job of that.
2: Um, So, yeah, I really, I mean, it was great fun to kind of look at a map, find something that looks vaguely interesting, Mm. and then look up and see what sort of stories around. Because that's initially how it started. As I said, I just saw this lump on the map. And then looking on the internet and finding out this story and then wanting to see it. I mean, anyone can do that. And I'm not saying that's particularly special, but I think that's actually the essence of a good adventure in the countryside. Mm. Do you ever do that?
3: Well, I was actually just saying earlier today that I think one thing I could work on this year is doing that kind of random adventure if it's okay to call it that yeah yeah totally random yeah (laughs) yeah. not mad cat but you know like just picking a place on the map and finding it I think I can get sometimes a bit routine for example I mentioned going to Glastonbury on Saturday that's like an annual Pilgrimage I make every year after you introduced me to the Starling Memorations. Oh, yes. And we loved it. So now every year in January, we, you know. I think
2: that's a good thing to do, though. I haven't done it years, it's, but uh, yeah. It's
3: a great day out, but I've realised that I, I do that quite a lot with things like I know it, I know how to get there, I know where it is, and I'll go and do that walk and that adventure. And I think that it'd be really fun to mix it up a bit and just be like, yeah, it might not work out. I mean, I did do that with, I had to do that for the Sussex Nucker.
0: Yes, I want Quest. to ask
2: you about, because you've been recording Quest for us. So that is yes. really exciting.
3: I think I mentioned it. Yeah, we were chatted briefly about it in our, the last plug chat. But this one involved trying to track down the knucker hole that lies near Lyminster in the graveyard of a church, St. Mary Magdalene's Church. Because it's in some the sort of beast, hole, some sort of monster. Once upon a time, apparently there once lived a water dragon called a knucker, who was allegedly killed by a knight or a guy called Jim. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Jim, and I was wondering if the knucker might still be there, and that. Gosh, it'd be, it'd be I, good I, to find you it. You can
2: take definitely take Owen. He would love that.
3: Right. I'd like to
1: go and find a monster. <laughs> I, I've listened to the episode, and I'm still interested whether he did find it or <laughs> <I don't> not. <know. laughs>
2: Thanks.
1: Yeah,
3: so that kind of thing's I think quite fun, and this is something that yeah I really enjoy about the quests that you pluck somewhere or something that you want to find and I just think- go off.
1: I think it's that thing. I think I'm, we've mentioned it before in the podcast, and I, I may be pronouncing this word wrong. I think it's a coddy womble. <laughs> a coddy womble? It's, it's something like that. I I'm, know I'm, I'm close, <laughs> but it is that idea of going for a, oh, sort of a quest with a no plan. There's no destination and no plan of where you're going. You're just going for the sake of going.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that idea is sort of that similar thing of. Even if for you, you've seen a spot and go, oh, we'll go there and just see see what happens. I think it's that same thing as sometimes just going, well, I'm just going to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and see what I find and try and work it Because it's way. always
2: it's- more fascinating than. It, I love looking at OS maps, but on the ground, the land is always more mysterious, and more interesting, more folded woodlands and all sorts of curious things that we found. Which you just don't see on the map. And it's just, I mean, gosh, life is too short. There's so much to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would sort of appeal to everyone out there have you been on any quests have you seen any interesting things on the map that you've gone out to uncover, um, cover unearth and then found something really incredible or found a story afterwards do send them in maybe we could come and do a podcast about it that would be fun you can always contact me and the team our email address is editor at countryfile.com so yeah do get in touch and sort of talking about we always have a sort of regular talking about getting out and seeing things we always have a little regular slot which is our sightings and happenings which is if we've managed to do anything over the past week in the wild, seen any crazy creatures or had any crazy experiences. Well, I'm going to look at you, Jack, because you've been so busy trapped in the basements of podcasting dungeons. Wow. Well, this is be a surprise for oh, you. Oh, hold on. You've been I've, out. Got a cu- I've got two. Oh, my goodness. Two things. I'm not sure I can cope. Do I need to have a quick swig of tea? Relax. Lie, <laughs> lie back. Oh, okay. Well, man.
1: And listen to this. <laughs> my first one was, I think this is the first time it's ever happened to me to where I live we've had a couple of like stormy stormy nights oh, recently you just? but one night it was, in a way it was annoying but it's I'm going to take it as a plus you stay awake because the wind's howling and you, you struggle to get to sleep and then early in the morning I can only assume it was a pair of foxes were outside my window <laughs> getting up to some business let's say right, we? okay yeah and, it's that um, time of year they're not quiet <laughs> no 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 and my goodness me did you record it I, I'll be honest after I sort of got over the the panic of what the heck is that? Yeah, it's blood curdling. <laughs> it's it was weird. Like, even Leah woke up and was like, "Jack, yeah, what well, what's that?" And I was like, "It's a fox." He's like, what do you mean it's a fox? And I was like, "I, I explain, explain yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Just, it's all right. Fox, <laughs> fox is having sex,
2: basically. Yeah, yeah. Let's not
1: beat <laughs> about all right. right okay, no, yeah. yeah. That's what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know, obviously, in the city, it seems a lot of people get it more regularly because they sort of. I, I remember hearing there. it in
2: Bristol in my garden and I thought someone was being murdered in the street, and I had to run out and check, and then I obviously interrupted two foxes who <laughs> both were Well, they were both smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so really not happy about this at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, and um, so that one kind of happened. Now this one is one that I kind of again, my bird knowledge is flooring me, and I've got my book, and I did flick through the book to try and oh, work yes, it out myself. Yeah, the Christmas book.: I was, yeah, for Christmas, for listeners, I, I was given a guide to. The UK's birds by Fergus to try and get to grips with some more.
2: Yeah, get your knowledge up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, get my knowledge up on them. But I was sat in the office overlooking the centre of Bristol, and there was definitely, and I think there was a couple of birds. It was there was a, two birds floating around, kind of quite pointed wings, but they're definitely something not common, <laughs> right? <laughs> or yeah. that they're quite. A, I feel like there's something you would go That's P- a peregrines, good spot. Maybe possibly. Not. That yeah. that was my suspicion.
2: They're very. Busy at the moment. Birds yeah. of prey are really busy in the countryside at the moment. On sunny days, in particular, displaying, and we don't notice because not many of us are out walking in January, and as no. much as we would be in a couple of months' time. But this is a really good time to see birds of prey.
1: Yeah, and I think it was that. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is because I know Hannah's yeah. spotted them before. I think it's getting my head around that. Yes, I'm in the centre of a city. But they're still there. And I think it's it is that sort
2: of thing. And you're on the fifth floor, so you yeah. get a bit of get a, a good view. view. But
1: yeah. just remembering that those sort of birds, even if you live in the city, are still around. You don't actually have to always go out to the depths
2: of the countryside to see these sort of birds. That's amazing. Jack, your cup overfloweth this week with uh, sightings and happenings. I'm slurping it all up. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Maria, have you uh well- any, any interesting
3: Jack's fox anecdote reminded me that I have seen quite nothing as dramatic or exciting as that, but I've seen quite a few foxes recently, bold as brass, walking around the local Bristol streets. They're brave. And they're really brave. And every time I see one, I'm like, I kind of love you. You are a big mammal and you manage to live alongside humans who often are really not fans and you still manage to prosper and flourish. Yeah. And I'm like, kudos, really. Top marks because that there. is not an easy gig, and yet you still managed to. They're like, in their face as well. They back. look
1: at you. If you see one, they spot you. They kind of look at you and go, I'm what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: You're, you're not on horseback. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my territory, too. What are yeah, you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, li- I'm living on your scraps <laughs> yeah, yeah. the stuff you <laughs> just throw in the street I mean
3: they are causing some carnage with the rubbish bins along the streets but I will let them have that
2: and I think that's also user error I would say yeah uh, mm. not um that's like time up we'll put them in bins because the foxes you know, they're just and
3: they're doing what cool they have things. to do to get by yeah, yeah. they're totally. on like
2: pigeon level but everyone hates pigeons <laughs> yeah but yeah.
1: I, I, well but also, I, I admire them for the same reasons
3: pigeons. exactly like, yeah. how are they managing like, yeah because yeah. like, it you know that we we won't be making it easy for them, or oh, not consciously, because I think lots of people would quite like to see no pigeons at all. Yeah. Pigeons are still like, I'm going to be here Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in multitudes. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze
2: in between those horrible spikes that people put yeah. up. I mean, life, if we had no life in cities, which I think some people would relish, mm. it would be incredibly depressing. you be aware of just how barren life can be without that sort of stuff. I was noticing lots of developments around the station walking in here. And all the trees have gone. They're just these sort of paved areas, and it's like weirdly unnatural. Yeah. So we don't we don't work function well with that.
3: Oh, one more sighting Ooh, happening. If that's okay. Just because I thought on Saturday I went to a Wassel, uh, oh, where oh you gosh, celebrate the apple tree. Oh, and lovely again. And that was I was thinking that's a nice celebration of nature and its bounty. You know, in the bleak month of January
2: where <laughs> you just sort of that, and that's kind of so anticipating a good harvest yes. later in the year yeah exactly. so it's a lovely yeah. of singing, a bit of singing bit of drinking that it's
3: coming yeah exactly there's, toast, you know, singing was lovely there's some Morris dancing it's a so there's toast in, I thought
2: there was some toast or something. Maybe I'm getting... My, no, well, I didn't get, get it. Well, out. I might...
3: Maybe I've been cheated. I didn't <laughs> yeah, get any and, toast. <laughs> and do people shoot guns into I was the like, tree? Do you mean a toast? Are you mis- Are you confusing the words <laughs> yeah, where they maybe.
2: raise the glass? I, I might have not started this year very well. Um, I wouldn't put it past them, That yeah. there's
1: a lot of sort of I mean,
2: English traditions
3: totally
1: that do plausible have that
2: yeah I might have to <laughs> report back and uh, corrections and clarifications next week there's yorkshire pudding fro somewhere <laughs> really is really?
3: there's cheese rolling <laughs> toast yeah. in the
2: trees Just yeah, close. something there's something in my mind about that
3: but tomorrow's burns night as well ah, so, so we're recording
2: it, this on burns night eve yeah
1: burns
3: night eve so uh, I will be doing haggis neeps and tatties Wonderful. with my scottish a, mother
1: on a side note cuz yeah. I did mention about Haggis and stuff yeah. like that, or come, come Burns Night. There is someone I know. I will not mention names. My age, so old enough to know. Still, wasn't quite sure if a haggis was a real animal. <gasps> okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they sort of asked me, and I, I did had to do the thing of, "Are you serious?" <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the idea that I can kind of play on this but also it's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. uh, They have to be netted they yeah, have to be netted yeah. on the
2: walls
3: Oh,
1: you, the ones with one leg <laughs> shorter than the other because they sit <laughs> on the hill yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah you're right
2: yeah. <laughs> We should wow. definitely do a haggis episode Haggis hunt then We go hunting them Let's yeah. go find yeah. them There's a great Hugh Foney <laughs> Whistlestall episode hunting haggis with nets up in the hills They mm. don't catch any It's really disappointing
1: it's Circling back to getting young people out If you want to get them out it was worked a charm with the scouts, go on a haggis hunt and yeah. it's navigation disguised as fun, and the... you can leave a haggis somewhere in the... yeah, yeah, oh, dressed cool. up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, it's usually like you a, me... a tight, a pair of tights you've sort of cut one of the legs off, put a beret on the top, and
3: mm. haggis hunt that's fantastic. I'll do this with Finn,
2: definitely tomorrow night, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I had, I'm gonna finish off our sightings and that I had an utterly amazing. Don't want to be like top Trumps here, but I saw the (laughs) foxes—the greatest natural spectacle was Annabelle. Actually, we were walking and talking up in the hills near me in the Banai and we came across some caves where the water tumbled off the hill and frozen solid into these stalactites, which were three to four feet long, (gasps) and they were swaying in the wind, and there was this dripping sound of the, the water coming off them, and it was like music. And we were both so staggered. I've got photos I will show you after this. In fact, I'm going to show you now just so...
3: I just need to ask, how are they swaying in the wind?
2: Because there was wind and they were so long. They were swaying without breaking.
3: That's what I couldn't th- yeah, fathom.
2: Incredible. <laughs> I've I not seen anything crap. like it in my life. Wow. And I've seen lots of amazing stalactites in caves and things. but Sounds um, cool. In fact, I can play you a video.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is amazing. That's beautiful. They are swing. They are because they're attached to the grass, which is moving. Yes. So that's like, okay. Yeah. That's
2: that's that's the. So the these are really long. I mean, there were hundreds, if not thousands, of these stalactite icicles, and over these caves, absolute like fairy caves. So, uh, and if you want to see those, I will put them on the country file. Facebook page. I think I people would love doing, to see this.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very sort of like Lord of the Rings if you imagine like a winter mm. and yeah. the rocks have all iced over. I've it's never seen yeah.
2: anything like no, it. That's incredible. And uh, both we were blown away and it was such a beautiful day. So sightings and happenings, we've had a good little roundup there. Again, do send your thoughts to us. We love to hear editor at countryfire.com tell us your little bits of magic from the countryside. And on that note, someone has sent in a little bit of magic. We really like this, particularly when people send in sounds. Would you be able to tell us who and what?
3: So this email is from Paul Walker, who says, I am a big fan of the podcast and love the combination of interviews and sound recordings. I particularly loved the Tiny Leaves podcast last year. I wondered if you would be interested in playing the attached recording. It is of the ocean waves crashing against rocks with subtle gusts of wind. I recorded it on... 30th of December 2023 at Ness Point, which is the most easterly point in the UK, in Lowestoft, Suffolk.
2: Well, here it is. Lovely. A little taste of the UK's most easterly point. I don't think I've been to Lowestoft, And that's the North Sea. The Song of the North Sea. Thank you, Paul. Really love that. Jack is going to select a book, hopefully something appropriate from the podcast library that we can send out to you. And um, yes, as we say, as I've said many times, please do send in because we have books to give away for the very best sound of the week. And I think that's just about it for this week's episode. Thank you, Maria. Lovely to see you and Jack, as ever, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. And also it wouldn't exist without you all listening to it and sending us in your lovely feedback. But for now, it's goodbye from all of us.